0: The police calling all cars, attention, all cars, broadcast 24. And Tom Fitzgerald has just been murdered by unknown assailants. That's so. all. Rolls and quits. gallons to be provided to Los Angeles during fiscal period. Los Angeles is but one of many great cities and counties in Southern California and Arizona where Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline is the official motor fuel. In these places, the police cars, fire engines, and other emergency equipment devoted to the protection of your life and property are powered with Rio Grande Cracked. If you are a motorist, this article should convey something of real importance to you because you too can get this police performance for your car. The crack used by these cities and counties is the same identical gasoline you can buy at any Rio Grande service station at no extra cost. We are pleased to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. E. Davis. Good evening, friends. Every so often, too often, for the peace of our citizens and the dignity and respect due its peacetime army, an enemy of society kills a policeman and gets away with it. But does not escape his punishment forever. In the Canadian Northwest, the mounted police have built up a reputation respected throughout the world for always getting their man. This is true of practically every police department in the United States. For although we do not have one concentrated force which is given credit for its unfailing efficiency, there is a code among policemen made necessary by the attacks upon them by uninformed citizens and the underworld which makes them act as one across the face of the earth to track down and bring to justice the killer of a policeman. I have chosen tonight to bring you the story of little Phil Algren who murdered a policeman in cold blood and thought he could get away with it. The police department relentlessly sought him out, reached out across what was then the border of an unfriendly country, and through a series of fascinating yet discouraging escapades finally brought him back. Perhaps few cases in the annals of the police department reveal as clearly as does this one the problems which daily face the police department. Professor Lindsley will now go on with the story. <laughs> On June 18, 1921, Detectives Fitzgerald and O'Brien make a raid on the house of a man named Farley and round up seven characters wanted on charges ranging from possession of narcotics to Grand larceny. During the raid, they also confiscate numerous bottles of dope. After booking the prisoners, the detectives, accompanied by Eddie Dalton, special agent for a downtown bank, return to the Farley home to make a search for further evidence. Further evidence. Well, right, Tom, I guess Mrs. Farley hasn't skipped out. You know, Tom, I think you should have taken her in, too. Oh, she's all right. She is not mixed up in any of this. Well, you can't be sure. Oh, it's a nice trick, indeed. Look at locking up a woman with a small child. Well, of course, I don't want to be inhuman, Fitz, but it seems. Oh, good, good evening, Mrs. Farley. We've come back. Where's my husband? Is he all right? Is he safe? He's safe enough, Mrs. Farley. He's not going to get away from the place he is now. We want to look around a little bit more, man. May we come in? Well, I don't know. That is... There's somebody in there. No, no, I'm not alone. Farley. We're coming you're in. can't. You'll just... Oh, look there. No, you don't. Stop where you are or I'll let you have it. Yeah, what does it matter? I will not think you hurry to get away. you want to talk to you. Yeah, who are you? You know who we are. Police officers. What's your name? We don't You're lying. It's Madrano. This is another bird we've been looking for for some time, Eddie. You guys aren't doing bad today. No, sometimes we have lucky days, and this is one of them. You're under arrest, Madrano. But what for? I have done nothing. You've done enough for our purposes. But you cannot do this. Sit down, Madrano. Take it easy. Sit down. Keep an eye on him, Eddie. Okay. Come on, Tom. Let's look in this cabinet here. Maybe we can find some more junk. Okay. Well, there's nothing on these shelves. What's up there on that top shelf. Oh, I can't reach it. Wait a minute. Put that on this drawer. Yeah, that's more like it. Find everything? Yeah. Hey, here's a couple of bottles of. I'd better get to that drawer before Mrs. Farley gets Here there. Where you are. I'll answer. Speedy, Speedy
1: look out! Shut up, you Hey, what's he hollering
0: about? I don't know. Keep him quiet till I find out who this is. What's the matter, Eddie? Fritz entered the door. There was a shot and he ran outside. Oh, come on.
1: Somebody
0: over there has a checked back door. Oh, it's fifth. What's the matter, 5th He's has got the Oh, done. Call an ambulance quick, Eddie. She's hurt bad. Uh-oh. is rushed to the hospital and submitted to an emergency operation for the removal of the bandit's bullets from his liver. But he never rallied. And in a few hours, he is dead. Outraged by the death of their comrade in arms, Tom O'Brien and Chief of Police Lewis Oak question the suspects taken in the raid earlier in the day. They deny any knowledge of the identity of Fitzgerald Flair. The officers are despairing as the last of the suspects shows no sign of breaking. Come on now, Taylor. You know who did this job. I don't know a thing. Well, we'll question you until you drop. we will never give you any rest. And it won't do you no good. How do I know who Croke that bit? Might have been anybody. Yes, it might, but it wasn't. And you know who did it. At least you've got a mighty good suspicion. Even if I have, I wouldn't tell you guys. Now listen, Taylor. isn't going to do you any harm to help us. One of our best friends has just been killed. And we intend to find out who did it. It ain't none of my affair. Yeah, but we've got to get a lead. Now, you're not putting yourself on the spot if you give us a hunch. Tell us something, anything. Well, I think maybe the guy you want is out on parole. Out on parole? What else? Listen, that's all you're going to get out of me. Thanks, Taylor. That's all we need. Come, get Langham, the state patrol officer, down here. Put Langham, the state patrol officer, down here. But it's 2 a.m., Walter, Keith? I don't care what time it is. Get him out of bed. And get him down here as soon as possible. <laughs> Routed out of bed, the state parole officer rushes to the chief's office, bringing with him a mug book containing pictures of all parole prisoners. Chief Oak calls Madrano into his office, and placing the mug book on his lap, turns it slowly page by page as a circle of hawk-eyed detectives watch the criminal's face for the slightest change of expression. Now look carefully, Madrano. Is this the man that shot Fitzgerald? No. Is this him? Is this him? No. How about this one?
1: That uh, caramba a little for me. I don't know who did it. Is this
0: the man who shot this kill? No. Is this the man who shot this kill? No. Is this the guy? Huh. No. I tell you I don't know who did it. Okay, Madrano. Take him back to the cell, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Come on, Madrano. Did you see him him jump when I showed him that picture? Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Chief. He gave himself away. Okay, here's that man. Let's see. Phil Alwyn, Alias little Phil, alias Arizona Phil. 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 Say, he yelled something like that just before Fitz opened the door, like he wanted to warn the guy. He said, feeling, feeling. Yeah, this is the guy, all right. And say, get this. He has an insignia Arizona Phil tattooed on his left arm. Boys, I'm gonna track down this man if it takes me the rest of my life. Chief Oak proceeds to make good his oath. His work comprises one of the most fascinating stories in the record of the police manhunt. Travels over 9,000 miles. A drag net is thrown around Little Phil's hangout. His picture is broadsided all over the city and to every police department in the United States. But Little Phil disappears, leaving the here, leaving behind him but one sign characteristic of the braggadocia of the community's Mexican killer. The Mexican killer. Yeah. Anything new on Little Hill? No. I've got all the men I can working on him, but he seems to have disappeared in the thin air. I just got a note from him. You did? Yeah. Listen to this. I'm telling you the truth. That I shot Detective Fitzgerald. Shot Detective Fitzgerald. But don't hunt me anymore because my life is worthless. If you keep on hunting me, I'll kill all the officers and I'll be gone. I'm hiding somewhere in town. But you'd never find me. If you do find my hiding place, your men would be killed at once for my pals. And it's for my pals. And it's signs, Little Phil. Oh, that's just a nut matter. No, it isn't, Tom. I checked the handwriting. Little Phil, all right. He's got a lot of nerve after you to come and get him. And that's just what we're going to do. That's just what we're going to do. <laughs> But Pete Oak's emphatic prophecy does not come true. And although police vigilance never relaxes, police vigilance never relaxes, months drag on, and no trace of Little Gilalgwyn is discovered. When is when is discovered. And then one day, outside the main in a small town in Idaho. Two clowns are arguing just before they go on with their act.
1: The police and Dallas,
0: if you treat me up
1: again on the run-in, you'll get what's coming to me. Ah, what's eating to pay, though? Just a laugh, doesn't it? Well, not men anymore, I warn you. I've done.
0: 1922, more than a year after the murder of Detective Fitzgerald, three shadowy figures wade across the Rio Grande River two miles south of El Paso. Silently, they slink behind the kills of the El Paso brickyard and crouch near the paymaster's office. Then, as the sound of an automobile is heard, they stiffen with suppressed excitement. Here he comes now. You covered his eyeballs, sí. eh? Yes. You hammer the nails into his tires, Manuel. Sí. And I will get the money out of the back of the car. You all set? Bueno, compadre. <laughs> okay. Get out there on the road. Come on. What is it huh?
1: Shut up. You want to keep the health? <laughs> huh? Here goes the first one, amigo. Huh? Bueno. Huh? <laughs> huh? These damn doors stuck. Ah, there we are. Yeah, you are thoughtful, my friend. I see you have brought all the money. Huh? You can't do this. Shut up. We're doing it, ain't we? <laughs> it's good enough. We can't get far with the two flat tires. Come on, amigos. Adios, senor! <laughs>
0: This time the wily Phil was so careless as to leave a fingerprint on the door of the automobile. El Paso police identify the robber as little Phil Alwin and inform Chief Oak of his suspected whereabouts in Juarez. The chief leaves immediately for El Paso after instructing the Texan police to place Mexican detectives on the killer's trail. Upon Chief Oak's arrival in El Paso, it is decided to have Alden arrested by the Mexican police and turned over to the American offices on the International Bridge. The folks accompanied the Mexican detective to a cantina, frequented by Aldrin, to witness the arrest. Algwin, you are under arrest. What for? Vigrancy. Vigrancy? <laughs> That's a good one. You think I'm not? Who's the gringo with you? That is of no matter. Will you come peaceably, or will I have to handcuff you? Oh, no, I'll come peaceably.
2: Let's
0: go. <laughs> now, what's the idea of the car? We can walk to the jail. I prefer that we ride. <laughs> okay, pal. Your green girl friend riding with you? Say, oh, I thought so. Well, let's go. <laughs> don't think you'll get me across the bridge, do you? I do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, of course you don't. Well, it looks like this is the end of the ride. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> what is the matter? Where are you taking this man? He is under arrest.
0: But the jail is that way, not the way you are going. This man is my prisoner, Captain. He's wanted in Los Angeles for murder. I intend to take him back there. I regret very much, Senor, but he cannot do that. This man is a must you cannot take him out of the country without the proper papers from your government in Washington. If the American government doesn't recognize the present government in Mexico, I couldn't get activation papers. That, Senor, is not my problem.
1: It is yours. Come on, Felipe. You are not under the U.S. What did I tell you guys? You can't touch me. <laughs>
0: Discouraged by this unexpected turn of events, Chief Oaks spends weeks tracing until Algwin's birthplace. At last, he establishes it as Moranse, Arizona, and obtains copies of the killer's birth certificate. Now he must attempt to get Algwin deported from Mexico as an undesirable alien. But obstacle after obstacle is encountered at every turn. Finally, Chief Oak calls in Sam Drevin, World War hero and famous soldier of fortune. The one man in El Paso who knows the border best. Well, Louis, the way I see it, your problem is to get Phil across the river. Yeah, and what a problem. Well, there's some way to pull it. I can't get any cooperation with the officials on the other side. You never can. They don't know who their boss is from one day to the next, the way the government changes. But there must be a way. Now, let me think. I got it. What is it? Did you know that Phil was over on this side some time ago and tried to get Doc Isaac to remove a tattoo mark from his arm? No. And it's a fact, the doctor said he'd get cold feet when it came to his showdown and refused to do the job. Now, there's your angle. How do you mean? Well, Phil seems mighty anxious to get that tattoo off his arm. Well, I should think he was. That's the best identification mark he has. Okay, let's set up a tattoo removing business and worries. Hey, What the devil are you talking about? It's simple. Now, I've got a pal in town that looks like a doctor. His name's Kelly, and he's really one of the toughest fighting Irishmen you'd want to meet up with. Now... We'll send Kenny over to the other side with some tools to set up a business as a tattoo remover. And then we'll get words around about to fill that Kelly's just the man to take off that mark. And when he's got a little dope shot into him, it's uh, supposedly to ease the pain that'll be a sense to get him in a car and across the bridge. Well, it's worth a try. I'm going to take that little monkey back to Los Angeles with me. And I don't care much how I do it the trap is laid and little phil falls for the bait he instructs dr kelly to come to his room to remove the tattoo when kelly enters the building driven Oak, and the el paso chief detective Claude smith are awaiting outside for kelly's signal to come and get the killer but Kelly, when he enters Phil's room, encounters unfortunate difficulties in the person of Bill's dusty-eyed sweetheart, Carmen Cita.
1: Hello, Doc.
0: All <laughs> set for the operation? Yep, I've got all the stuff right here. It's Carmen Doc. <laughs> My little ball of fire. <laughs> Charm, Senorita. Thank you, Senor
1: Doctor. I am happy to meet you.
0: Now, if there was the young lady of partners, we can get started.
1: What do you mean?
0: You must wait outside until I'm through.
1: Oh, no, no, it is impossible. I I'm must be with my little when he has his button taken off.
0: I can't work with anyone present.
1: Oh, this thing, no. We need time and peace, here. should work better, no? Ah, let us <laughs> say, dark.
0: What's the odds? Well, I'm afraid I can't do a good job with anybody here. Ah, oh, it's okay. All right, if you say so. It's going to hurt you, Phil. Necessary to remove several layers of the epidermis. Well, I don't care what to remove, Doc, so long as you take that damn mark off of me. I think I'd better give you a local anesthetic so it won't hurt so much. Okay, just as you say, Doc. I have it right here. Now, all you feel is the jab of the needle. Oh. Oh, you don't feel anything as the novocaine goes in, do you? No. Feels okay now,
1: Doc.
0: What's the, What's the matter with you? I
1: nothing with me.
0: Well, look at you. You're pale and your eyes are feverish.
1: I feel nothing.
0: Perhaps watching the injection would make you think.
1: Why, well, no, why...
0: to travel You're unsteady on your feet.
1: But, doctor...
0: Sit down here. Yes, I know all the symptoms. You're really ill. Well,
1: I was all right a minute ago. But
0: you're not, no.
1: Well, no, I guess I do feel a little dizzy.
0: Here, yeah. take this glass of medicine. That'll make you feel better. Yes,
1: sir. Oh, you're
0: good. But it will do you good.
1: Oh, Oh. that's horrible. I'm going to... You
0: better go outside, senorito. Hurry, the back way. Well, that's that. She'll be plenty sick, but it won't hurt her any. How about it, Phil? Can you hear me? Oh. Oh. Marquine's doing his stuff all right. Now to get him out of here. Take them this way. Come on, Louise. You grab his thing, okay? Uh, well, what do you say on that doorway, will it? Yeah, no, you? Yeah, now menaced by a mob eager to lynch them, are housed in the Wallace jail, while Little Phil, with a bullet scratch in his temple, is taken to the hospital. Chief Oak, left behind by the others in the excitement of the getaway, makes his escape through back streets toward the border. An obliging American drives him across the bridge, and under cover of darkness, the guards miss the suspicious appearance of his blood and mud-stained clothing. From his hospital cot, Little Phil again boasts. This time to a newspaper reporter. Oh, I'm too smart for these cops. I beat them twice. I can do it again. But, say, Bobby, this only gets on a guy's nerves. It ain't anywhere for a smart crook like me to live. I wasn't born a crook. The police made me one. But I got more respect for those Los Angeles flat feet than for these geeks. You south Paso people put
1: badges on. Listen, I know every one of them, and I'm both eating with them. The next time they try to get me, I am going to be ready for them. I'm going to have half a dozen dead bulls
0: if they come after
1: me again. And first I bumped off this girl up in law. <laughs> what a couple of bulls, more or less. I'll bump off every bull that gets in my way from now on.
0: As the Little Phil Algren case takes on the importance of an international incident, no less a dignitary than the governor of Chihuahua travels north in a private train to take over the investigation of the case. Chief Oakes is awaiting him at the hotel in El Paso when a Mexican druggist asks to see him. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? I am Tomas. I am boticario, mm. a drug. Yeah. See, si. I have here a prescription for a patient at the Libertad Hospital in Juarez. His name is Alguin, Felipe Alguin. You know him, no? Yeah, I know him. Oh, he is no good, this Alguin. Look, I have here a great power in prescription, Senor. If you say the word, I shall make this prescription like it should be. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean I will put poison into this prescription. This Malombre Alguin will die. No one shall know. No thanks too so much. I, uh, I've had offers like that before, but I'd rather take him back alive. But
1: Senor the easy way to settle the whole thing.
0: One little piece of the right powder and poison. <laughs> He's out of the way forever. Very kind of you, Tomas. I want to help. But I'm afraid I can't accept your offer. Very well, Senor, but I think you make a big mistake. This arguing should be killed quick and good. The governor of I
1: should see you, Senor.
0: I'll show him in, please. Yes,
1: senor.
0: Now, you'll pardon me, Tomas, but I have a very important interview. Good, oh, senor. But if you ever want my assistance? <laughs> Sorry, I shall be glad to. <laughs> All right, Tomas. If I need you, I'll call you. Adios, senor. Adios. Adios, so come Come in, governor. Come in. Yeah, buenos dias, senor. Good day. May I introduce myself, governor? I'm Lou Yolks of the Los Angeles Police Department. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, thank you. You were very kind to come see me. Not at all, senor. I have heard much of the fine police work you and your department perform. It's good of you to say so, governor, but... Let's get down to business. May you say, senor? Governor, I want you to deport uh, Philip Alguin. I want him for murder. Yes, I understand that, senor. But as he is a Mexican citizen, and your country unhappily does not recognize mine, I do not see I've heard that explanation before, governor. But it isn't so. Alguin is an American citizen. It has never been proved, senor. Here's the proof. Here's his birth certificate. Born in Arizona. Hook yourself. Hmm. He does seem to be so. Sure. It is so, Governor. And now, since he's a known and confessed murderer, an American citizen, it follows that he's an undesirable alien in your country. There is something in what you say. And being an undesirable alien, he should be deported. You place him across the International Bridge and my men will be there to arrest him. That seems to be perfectly irregular. Then you will do it? Si, señor. When? I will deliver him into your hands tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. <laughs> At 8.30, the following morning, the governor of Chihuahua left Juarez for Chihuahua City with Philip Alwyn and placed him in the penitentiary there, hoping to win the reward for himself. Great pressure was brought to bear through interested Los Angeles newspapers on President Obregon of Mexico. And finally, on February 7, 1923, almost two years after he had murdered Fitzgerald, Algren was landed from an oil tanker at Freeport, Texas. Arrested by Chief Lewis Oaks and rapidly returned to Los Angeles to face the bar of justice. He pled guilty to his crime and in consideration for this plea was sentenced to San Quentin for life. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are buying a new car... You don't just take the word of the advertisement, do you? Of course not. In fact, you insist on taking rides in the various cars. You are not satisfied with claims alone. You want absolute proof. Why not decide on your brand of gasoline in this same manner? Let proof and not mere claims decide for you. All advertising for Rio Grande crack with tetraethyl is based on proved facts, not high-sounding and confusing claims. Rio Grande Crat has just recently started its second consecutive year as the official fuel of Los Angeles. It has come through nobly in the grueling test of thousands upon thousands of miles in police cars, ambulances, fire engines, and other emergency equipment. Before you purchase your next tank full of gasoline, consider this statement a fact.
2: More police
0: cars, fire engines, ambulances, motorcycles, and other emergency equipment in Southern California and Arizona are powered with Rio Grande plaques than all other brands combined. And for finer lubrication, try famous Sinclair Opaline motor oil. Sinclair Opaline has several advantages. It is extra refined, giving longer life. It is sold in extra major tamper-proof cans. And Sinclair Opaline costs you no more than ordinary bulk oil. all cars, cancellation broadcast 24, the murder of Lieutenant Fitzgerald is now in custody, that's all. This is Frederick Lindsley saying good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.